Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Made in Indyland, uh, episode twenty-seven. Uh, a very significant number because I was I was born on the twenty-seventh of September. Any other significance about the number twenty-seven? The twenty-seven club. Yeah, twenty-seven club, and uh, I think didn't Emmanuel Abu you wear number twenty-seven? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> did he? Actually, was... I don't know. That might be a lie. No, I don't. I don't think he did, did he? I think he, he might have done. I think he I did actually at one point. Going off on a bloody tangent again, aren't we? 
Straight away. Anyway, yeah. so um, you have just heard Where's King, who's from around our neck of the woods. Uh, and that's his song um, featuring, I don't know if I pronounce this right, but I've got to say King B. The name's spelt B-E-A. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think? What do you think is pronounced? I'd say beer. Like maybe it's short for Beatrice. Possibly. Um, we, we can maybe get some clarity on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, with um, yeah, somebody. It's a great track there, actually. Um, well, it is really good. One thing we need to learn is maybe ask how things are pronounced. Oh, <laughs> We're yeah. in. We made did you see, every day. <laughs> saying that, did you see um, Matt Helders was on doing an interview and he pronounced the Lathams correctly and it's the Lathams. Yeah. That's how it's pronounced. Uh, and apparently um, the one of the band members, can't remember which one, from the Lathams, um, <laughs> said that he's the only one that seems to have got it correct straight away. So there we go. It is the Lathams. Not Lathams. the Lathams. Not the Lathams. Not the Lathams. Not the Lathams. Lathams. Not the Lathams. Lathams. I'm still going to say La- Lathams. So I'm going to say Lathams. That's what I like. <laughs> I like what I like. But uh, yeah, so yeah, well done to Wes King for getting us off on a debate straight away. So um, and, <laughs> yeah, King Beer, King B, we... Yeah, go, and, go, and give you, go and give his music a listen. He's on he's on yeah. Spotify, he's on Instagram. Just type in Wes King here. Come I think he's Wes King music, isn't he? Yeah, and he's uh, King. yeah, Wes, Wes, Wes King music. So you'll find him. Uh loads of our followers follow him as well. So yeah. you, you probably follow him already. But yeah, go and go and stream his stuff and look out. We're gonna for have him to try it because he's from around here, so we're gonna have to try and work out a way where we can go and see him at some point as well. Because he seems yeah, to be definitely. always playing pubs and bars and clubs and stuff, doesn't he, around? Never in Ashford. Yeah. Could, could we maybe get a gig in Ashford? Gives us an excuse to get out as well, don't it? Oh, I've got to go see this uh, <laughs> yeah. young yeah. chap. <laughs> got, got a business business meeting in a pub <laughs> or bar. Oh, not again. At Wembley. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. No, excellent stuff. Um, what have you been up to this week? Oh, I, I hate this question because it never really changes. It's just the same, same old, same old, which is boring to listen mm. to, really. Um, I don't think I've done anything apart from work, to be honest. Nor have I. Out of I the ordinary. <laughs> it's, hard, it's, it's winter as well. It, well, it's not winter properly, but as soon as you finish work, it's dark, so you don't feel like going out anyway. Shit, I don't it? Know, yeah, it's horrible. Shit, yeah. I, I haven't really done anything particularly. When, I, I we need to book some gigs. We need to we need to get out. I think. And well, we got well. But, we, we just booked bloody Liam Gallagher last week. We've got the Libertines coming up in a couple of weeks, so we're doing all right at yeah. the moment. Uh, that's a pretty yeah, big true. gig to get excited we're just, about. Yeah, well, I'll start getting excited about that one then. Well, you've we, got we will. Come in. You've got a yeah, I'm going to a gig in a couple of nights actually. On um, going to watch Paul Carrick, uh, but in Folkestone, yeah, we're with my dad. So I've been to a gig with my dad since before lockdown. So last time I went to see Graham Nash. That's so, what I was going to ask you. What the last time you go to Graham, some quite interesting ones with him, though, don't you? Every now and then, yeah, like I ones mean, that you wouldn't normally go to with me, for instance. You you go. Oh to yeah, yeah. Sort of, We've had this, we've had this, um, we'll probably put this out here again at some point because we've got a lot more listeners now, but we did talk before about um, influences from our parents. So my dad is just a music lover through and through. So 
he's go, we're going to that on Friday night at the same venue the next night. He's going on his own to a gig, the Manfreds. Um, I could have gone with him, but I, could, I, I don't know. I could sit through a whole gig of the, the Manfreds, and they are seated gigs as well with my dad. Um, but yeah, he just loves the Manfreds. Stuff. Is that like Man, Manfred Man? Uh, it's, is it's, that what that is? It's, aberrate, I can't be asked to explain it, but it's complicated. The, 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 <laughs> there was some. It's a bit like Fleetwood Mac and Pete Green, and who who owns the rights to the name and all that sort of stuff. But, oh, okay, yeah. So they yeah. sort of change it and chop it, and yeah, the, yeah. There's been some ins and outs, but yeah. I mean, I don't know a hell of a lot about them, but I, I know they're they're quite big. Um, some big tracks, but Carrick's been in a few bands. He's been in Squeeze. He's been in. Um, he, he he replaced Jules Holland in Squeeze, I think. He was Possibly, um, yeah. Mike and the Mechanics, obviously. Um, yeah, he did that thing with Ringo Starr as well, uh, and I think he mm. was on the on the periphery of um, Genesis, but he was never actually credited in the band. But obviously, Mike Rutherford, who he went and formed Mike and the Mechanics with, was obviously in um, yeah, yeah. Genesis. Um, we saw oh, Genesis, didn't we? Did we see? Was Mike Rutherford with Genesis when we saw? I think there he was. Was it Genesis think, or was it just Phil Collins? Was no, it we saw Genesis. We, we saw Genesis, yeah. So okay. um, Phil Collins was definitely there singing, obviously. Uh, they, Peter Gabriel was obviously nothing to do with it. So I'm pretty sure no. Mike Rutherford was there, though. Yeah. It's a long time ago now, though. That was a, an awful long time ago. So, um, yeah, so that's what uh, that's what I'm doing the next couple of nights. Um, I'll tell you what I've been doing in the past week. Um, watching, We talked last week about series, so I've been started watching The Godfather of Harlem. So I did my oh, yeah. on Stars Play. It's fucking excellent, isn't it? <laughs> It's brilliant. Yeah, I told you, it's, it's amazing. And I said you'd love it because you're more into that sort of stories and, and stuff yeah. than, than I was. And I, I really enjoyed it. So you, I can't imagine how much you're enjoying it at the moment. Well, it's all true. And I know I know the stories. I do know the stories. So and it, I, I didn't, you know, it dovetails with like the mafia and the, the five families and um, the chin, chin, uh, chin, chin gigante. I can't even get my words out. Easy for you uh, to say. Yeah, and uh, and all that, and I know about all those sort of stories anyway. I read a lot about that sort of stuff, so it's really good. And I tell you what, Forrest Whitaker, bloody hell, he's excellent in it. I can't yeah, believe he's he not is. not playing a police officer though. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> Literally, how many times has that man played a police officer? Yeah, too many. Yeah, oh, too uh, many. I, li- I like him in um, the Equalizer as a police officer. He's quite good in that. And I like yeah. him in Phone Booth as a police officer. Any others? No, I'm not going to even there are, attempt. To, there's to... loads. <laughs> he played PC Red Hollis in the bill as police officer. Mm. Uh, no, but it's brilliant. It really is. Um, so I'm only two in, and you can just tell it's excellent already. So yeah. um, It gets better and better as well. It's not like it, it sort of tails off and like some of the series can, and um, yeah, you don't enjoy it towards the end. It, it really does get better and better. What I really like about it is obviously got a really slick producer because it's got um, it's hip hop music, isn't it? Pretty much. Mm. Um, so the soundtrack's obviously a modern soundtrack. Backstories in the sixties, obviously, it's brilliant. Yeah, and the geezer that plays Malcolm X, he's spot on with him. Oh yeah, I love it. I I love all that story that's intertwined in it as well. It's it's brilliant. It yeah. really is. And even if you don't know a lot about that sort of story, you you get taken back there don't you I think mm. they've done it they've done it so well it's really it reminds good. Ball Ball Empire is like that that's I mean I mean the character in Ball Ball Empire is Nucky Enoch Thompson right and it said it's not based on anyone true but based loosely on a guy called Enoch Johnson 
So <laughs> it's exactly the same. And like you've got Lucky Luciano and all that. And it's basically very similar stories. Uh, so, but there are fictional characters in that that dovetail with, well, I don't even know if they're fictional or not, but they dovetail with like Bumpy Johnson and all that sort of stuff. So mm. um, if you like that, you should maybe watch, uh, what should we call it? Because it's a different era. It's a Peaky Blinders. It's, it's almost like the American Peaky Blinders. Um, okay. But it's, but obviously these people are young in it. So as they get, when in the 60s, they'd be the same age as, you know, so it's quite, it's quite good. It's about New I'm, York and uh, I, I need York. I need to start. I need to I've finished um Squid Game, so I need to start a new yeah. series now. So I might start yeah. that actually the weekend. Yeah, it's hard going. You can't just watch it easy. Like it's not like an easy watch, but um but it's it's it's, it's good. It's five yeah. series and um I I was glued to it for a good couple of months. So um yeah. Um did you see, just going back to music, what we were talking about, did you see um, the clips from Kasabian? So we've been talking about Kasabian a lot lately because obviously uh, they've just come out. It's, it's weird how Tom's now back, obviously re- releasing some music or at least teasing us with music. That was mostly on, pur- on purpose as well, releasing that. Had to be. The same, the same day that Kasabian are, are starting their first day on tour as well, that little snippet. That's completely on yeah. purpose. Um, I tell you what, I, that, that song does sound pretty good. I know it's only like ten seconds, but it yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? It does. Um, I, he's, he'll do well. He will do well. Um, Kasabian. Uh, we're conflicted on this. Yeah, we are because for me, it's not Kasabian anymore. I wish they just buried Kasabian. Because Serge looks like a brilliant frontman. I'll, I'll give him that. He, he looks like he's going to be brilliant. Full of it. Full of energy. Excellent. But yeah. the, the the trouble for me, Kasabian is Tom's voice. That's yeah. that's that's where I sort of lie with it, and it's going to be really weird getting past that. And I was actually pa- playing his voice in the background on some of those clips that you yeah you I could, find that um, weird, which is weird because you either get rid of him altogether or or you yeah. have him back on. Um, but maybe they should have just buried the Kasabian name and gone with like was it SLP because uh, Serge's well, bands called yeah. them, and then maybe cover the Kasabian songs they wanted to cover and, and do their yeah. new bit. I'm, I, I just thought it's really difficult, isn't it? But then SLP's, other people have spoken uh, to us and it was brilliant. Yeah. Someone, who was it that, someone messaged us, didn't they, the same day we just literally had a chat about it. Um, I think it they was listened Barney, to our, it? Was it? Yeah, yeah. He listened yeah, to and heard yeah. what we were talking about it. And he said, if you're any, ever, in, ever in any doubt about Serge being a front man, I've got to be honest, when I saw it, I thought, who have they got in there? Because like, I didn't realise it was him. <laughs> because off the guitar, when he put the guitar down, he's like, he's, his stage movement's like a hip-hop artist or something, isn't it? It's really yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, the, the other weird thing was, um, who, who's the guy from um, the band that was coming in? Oh, to, yeah, Rob Harvey from the music. Rob Harvey. So, for, uh, in... I thought that he was just going to be the singer, but it looks like he's sort of backing to Serge, yeah. doesn't it? Like, it's, that's is, weird. It's, yeah, it's weird. So that that sort of threw me a little bit as well. But I mean, it does sound it sounds good. I'm looking forward to seeing them, but yeah, I'm going to have to sort of watch them open mind, I guess, and sort of get over the the because Tom, I don't know if they ever have Tom back and. Whether you think that's right or or wrong, that's up to you. It's not for us to say because we we don't know the ins and outs of it. I guess so. I'd like um, from a musical point of view. 
I'd like to see him back, but yeah, who knows? You know, it's it's obviously issues there, but I don't know. I really hope it works out. I really hope it works out for both of them, really. Um, yeah, of course. But it is, it's a bit weird. It's a little bit like Oasis, isn't it? Mm. In many ways. Obviously not on such a big scale. Um, but it's very similar. It does, it does, the situations do draw parallels because obviously Serge was a singer-songwriter, big part of the front two, really, because that's where Kasabian were very similar. And they were inspired by Oasis. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember watching Kasabian at Earl's Court and he came out and he said, that the Oasis gig in 96, I was here to watch Oasis in 96, which was on the Yet There and Then um, video or DVD or however you watched it, the documentary. And this is what inspired us to form Kasabian. And so that's what they, their, their dynamic is very similar. They're those mm. little brothers, best mates. Serge obviously um, sung on a lot of tracks, um, wrote a lot of tracks. So it's, it's very strange. It's very strange. And, um, I don't know. It could take them in a different to a different level. I think it could, but there's some of them track. I've been listening to them more, much more, right now because of it. Because yeah. it's, it's on your mind, isn't it? It's interesting again. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because you know, um, there's some of them songs without Tom. They're going to be. They, they did the one of the clips I saw was Stevie. And I think when you said they've got him playing in the background, I think that was one of the ones. Yeah, I think you that was one of the ones. You can't have that song with Tom Meehan's voice without it. No, it's just no. It's such a unique voice as well, isn't it? It's, mm. And we're so used because we've seen them so many times over the years and played them so many yeah. times over the years. You're, you're so used to his voice, so it's going to take some getting used to if this is the way it, it's it going will. to just be for, be forever now. So. It's happened a lot, though, to... over the years. It has happened oh, yeah, an awful lot. Yeah. Before our time, more. We've got ACDC and bands like that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's weird. I'm glad they're still going because I thought it was going to be the end of them. I honestly did. And SLP is a completely different thing. That's just like, mm. it's a bit poncy, if you ask me. It's quite good, but it's not... Dancy, it's, isn't it? I yeah, think. yeah. It's his own thing, um, isn't it? But, but at least you're going to get value for money when you watch them still. It, yeah, with the way he, he was commanding the stage, wasn't he? From the clips. much more than I thought. He blew me away seeing that, and we're not even yeah. seeing proper footage yet. It's all cameras from people, isn't it? Um, yeah. But it's made me really want to go and watch them now. That's the thing. So that is something to look forward to now, like truly, because I was a bit iffy about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so because I'll just throw a little thing out for you at, at Nebworth when Kasabian are there. Maybe yeah. they have a reunion. Oh, what are the Oasis reunion? Yeah, at the Oasis. Yeah, they have a reunion at yeah. the Oasis reunion. Yeah, the weekend of reunions. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely happening. By the way, it's, it's happening. You heard it here first. <laughs> so we're in the know. However, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, right. We got a question. Yep. So it was, what song uh, reminded you of the nineties the most? And. Okay. I'll just so get the answer. That's, that's a big question, that one. Yeah, I, it's it's a tough one because there's so many, isn't there? Um, mm. Dean, but, I was, he he went straight in with uh, the Riverboat song, Ocean Colour Sings. It reminds him of uh, TFI Friday because that just encapsulates the nineties for him. Which I, I think that's a great answer. It. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. I he's think done that's it a really good levels. answer. Yeah. 
I like that song. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Mrs. Doyle put too many, which is thanks. No, thanks for that. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was hungover uh, for a week. That will let her off. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Maori put weld in motion. Very that early nineties. Very, very early nineties. Yeah, nineteen ninety. So I, I kind of I can understand why. Again, it wouldn't for me because we were too young. But um, not not saying you're old, Maori. But but <laughs> I, I can understand why you're saying that. Italian ninety and all that, isn't it? So yeah, so uh, yeah. Oh, that was I did play that song quite a bit. I mean, that's probably one of my first sort of played songs out of my dad's collection. That song, football's coming home. Is probably. Three Lions. Yeah. Probably more defined in more so, Yeah, more so. Yeah, I probably didn't really know what was going on in 90, to be honest, that, that much. But uh, yeah, I did play that song. It's circle because we don't really know what goes on now because we're, we're hammered these days doing World <laughs> Cups. So. Uh, Mrs Gallagher to be said, Saturn Five body in spiral carpets. Yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Giselle put Saturday Night. Um, Fair enough. Is that that? That I'm guessing it's um, Wigfield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was bloody played that everywhere, was a, wasn't it? That was a big tune, wasn't it? Yeah. Bloody annoying, annoyingly, but yes. I think we was uh, year five when that came out, by the way. Sorry? Yeah, year five, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd always date my music by, by school, what year we was discuss. in. Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So. Uh, our hook um, put Ocean Colour Scene the day we caught the train. It's another Ocean Colour Scene song. Yeah. Uh, Doyler, Doyler put roll with it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. You can't get much more nineties than that. Right, <laughs> bang in the middle of the nineties, ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Oasis three blur. Yeah, roll with it. That's, that, yeah. Going with that, a, a blur fan. Uh, we've spoken to her a few times. Macca, her name is. Um, Girls and boys, blur. She's put. So that reminds her. That song. Yeah, I used to love that song. I think it was on the soundtrack to Bill and Ted. Not, was it not Bill and Ted? Wayne's World as well. Oh, was it? I think it was. If it wasn't, it was on an advert for it at the time. Because mm. I remember that's how I first got introduced to the song. Yeah. Because that's a film that uh, defined the 90s as well. Uh, Natalie put cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. Again, I feel like you could name any Oasis song. Yeah. You'd just be like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, not Lila. No, okay. <laughs> Smart ass. Uh, red hair rockability put uh, dodgy good enough. Yeah, that was uh, definitely. Was that 95 as well, was it? 95, 96? Oh, yeah, probably. Just something Summer Anthem, lines, wasn't it? it? Uh, yeah. Let's pick one more out. Oh, Columbia Pins, uh, Supergrass, all right. That was heavily yeah. played, wasn't it? 1995. Between yeah. um, for us, between primary and secondary school, um, yeah, yeah, came out at the same time as the Food Fighters first came out. Actually, um, oh, actually, there's, there's another good one here from Mel. Actually, Live Forever and Massive Attack, Unfinished Symphony, oh, two bands great. that define the '90s for me. He's put early '90s again, but it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, Massive Attack are so underrated, so talented. I mean, they don't really do anything now, do they? But they do live stuff, I think. But uh, mm. so talented, honestly. They were just different. 
the sound they create, and obviously they always had guest singers and all that sort of stuff. I've never seen them live. I've seen them, like, I've watched them at Glastonbury and stuff on the TV, and they look amazing. So we've got to try and see them at some point. Not even on our bucket yeah. list. No, we have to add them. Yeah. What have you? What song reminds you? I know it's, it's a difficult question. Weird, right? I was driving along earlier, and the Universal by Blur came on, and that for yeah. me, it just reminded me of again, Year Seven, came out in, I think about November, October, November time. I'll say November, ninety-five, and it just reminded me of like a time, like at that time, it just sort of, we sort of just started to grow up a little bit. And sort of really get into music and stuff like that. Mm. But it's weird because Oasis pretty much, I mean, I, yeah, like you could say any Oasis song, Wonderball. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, a different time. Like we, because we were teenagers in the 90s, it's so hard to pick one because we were, mm. being a teenager is like different eras, all like being a 19 year old is very different to being a 14 year old, isn't it? So the eras yeah. are very different. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. but I just think that Universal. It was just the tipping point of when Britpop started to go the other way. Yeah. Probably had another six months, seven months of it. Nebworth gone. Yeah. And that Universal was the height of Britpop for me. And then mm. only back in anger and all that came out shortly after. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that just, it, dom- it just domination. Mm. It was a really good song. Really good song. Yeah. I loved it. Really good. Uh, yeah. What about you? It was really good. Um, Without, I'm not going to, I could easily just say an Oasis song, do you know, like mm. prob- any from the first couple of albums. But I think, if I thought, I think 90s, I could, like, Blur Park Life, I think that was huge for me, I think. And yeah. it, remind, it reminds me of, there was that advert, do you remember Ian Wright was in it and he was like playing Sunday League? It yeah. might have been for the, the Sun or something, the advert. Yeah, 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 I do remember Something it, yeah. like that. And it just reminds me of that. And when I think like think back in the nineties, and like yourself, all of those songs, they sort of almost all intertwine into one, mm. if you know what I mean. Where I think for us, Blur are almost more relevant to us because being down south, people dressed differently, didn't they? Mm. Like Blur are a bit chavy, like our fashion man here was a bit chavy. Oasis yeah. were more Parker, baggy, all that sort of stuff. So it was a completely different culture. Uh, and it sort of fused into one. So, like you look it's at the part we're, we're, we're the biggest, we're the biggest Oasis fans going, and we've both chosen a, a blur song. But I didn't want to be too obvious with with it, I guess as well. So I think I really we over listen to Oasis as well, didn't we? We listen to Oasis. Yeah. I mean, probably every yeah, day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, blur were fucking brilliant, and I'm so annoyed with myself that you know, looking back with a more educated head on and a more mature head on. I just, uh, we've really dropped a bollock with it. You know, there's a whole movie. I was watching Jules Holland the other night and Damon Alburn was on there with Gorillaz. Yeah. And he he sung, I can't remember what song he sung, but it was was beautiful. And I just think, why did did we do that? Why didn't we just go and fucking so talented, isn't he? He did a gig at the the, um, Shakespeare's Globe a few weeks ago. And oh, God, you had to be lucky to get tickets for that. But how good for that? Mm. Um, but I was walking, yeah. funny enough, last week I was in King's Cross and um, walked past the Scala. And I remember Dom Jolly telling us about that gig that he went to, the Blur gig for only, p- purely only fans. 
no like touts or nothing like that. And then up the road, you've got the Water Rats as well, which are wasted to their first London gig there. And yeah. I just thought, there you go, like literally 50 yards from each other, two spots that define Britpop in London. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's Amazing. just, it, don't forget Pulp. For me, Pulp were the top, in the top three influential bands of the 90s. So Pulp, yeah. Blur, uh, Oasis Blur, Pulp, Pulp I think. Um, Definitely. And if you had all the American stuff going on, obviously, like I said, Foo Fighters came out in 95 as well, but they didn't get big till the early 2000s, really. Um, yeah, Sweet Symphony as well. That was a big one, wasn't it? In do you know 90s, what, though? Yeah, that was yeah, huge. Yeah. How, I can't help but think that the Verve were a little late. How, mm. they, I know they're a huge band, don't get me wrong, with Ashcroft's uh, yeah, a huge artist. Did the, turned up for the play, by the way, last week, didn't he? For the weekend. Yeah. Looked good as well. Anyway, uh, <laughs> forget about that. Um, but if he had, if that album had been written three years earlier, they could have been the biggest band in the world. Yeah. But they were there to fill a void. I know they were a bit around for a long time and they were pre-Oasis, really. Uh, but they sort of filled the void that Oasis left when they were too busy getting fucking high and pissed out their brains and not able to do anything, <laughs> basically, for three years, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, so it was just that late 90s was just... Good music, don't get me wrong. You had the Stereophonics coming out more then, didn't you? The Manics and all that, which leads us nicely onto our next uh, thing, actually. But um, it was just, it wasn't Britpop, was it? It was just late no. 90s. Yeah, um, yeah. British indie, really, which was which was great. But but yeah, yeah. So the two Blur songs, good question, though. We've got some good answers. Yeah, that was, really, that was really good. Do you know what the, the biggest selling song was in the 90s? Um, Gangster's Paradise. No, uh, that Michael was up Jackson. there though. No. Oh, it's, it's got to um, be. Um, it's got Elton John in it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Candle, Candle in the wind. wind. Yeah. You can't really it. count that though, because obviously that was down to, you know, even if you didn't like music, you bought that. Did you buy it? Mate, no. Uh, yeah. Number every every two, household in the UK. Number two is Robson and Jerome. Actually, I saw this. I did read this because they had two <laughs> albums, didn't they? I but, I had one of their albums. Oh, both of them. <laughs> Right, both of them. Oh, I'm not ashamed to say. Well, I am ashamed to say it. The second but, one, the second one was a bit more swingy, weren't it? I think. Yeah, they did like um, Vera Lynn songs and stuff. But yeah, they. Um, to be fair, it's pop music. Pop music was huge back then. Yeah, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like pop music wasn't so. Well, it was dickish, but um, there's not an indie artist it. in the top ten of the highest selling. Not even, not even Oasis who no. started out. It's like yeah. it's like Cher, um, Spice Girls, I think. Um, well, fair play to them. Wet, wet, wet. Do you know what? Wet, wet, wet are bloody good. Like, what they did, they were excellent. My mother loves them. Was that Robin Hood they're, song as they're well? A band that, that, that they're a band that um, have a different singer now. Do they? Which is weird. How yeah, they, they, have they to... can't get away with that, can they? Well, he was um, had all sorts of problems, uh, Marty Pillow, unfortunately. And um, so they've got in that guy from Liberty X, I think. No, is he from Liberty X? The one that won the voice. I can't remember his name, but he's a singer. Which is Daniel really Sneddon? No, no, that's not his name. Oh. Um, I can't remember his name. He's quite a good singer. Um, but yeah, bit weird. Anyway, we could talk about the 90s forever, really. Yeah, we should do a, um, do a special on the 90s and cover it all. Yeah, we should dress in Carl Carney. <laughs> or Spliffy or <laughs> something. Spliffy jeans and... Uh... Did you have a Spliffy waistcoat? No. Oh, I did. Anyway, so going back to, I quite like last week picking out the. Oh, uh, hang on. 
I've got to let the cat out. Bear with me. I want to start meowing. There we go. Unbelievable every time. So, um, yeah, it was quite good last week to um, start Paolo's book. Um, that was quite funny. When we listened back to that, I quite enjoyed listening to the story of the story. But anyway, so we've yeah. got a bit more of a serious one this week because well, say that last week's one was probably quite serious for the people involved, but for us mm. it was fucking hilarious. But this was about <laughs> the. Um, so it's quite a well-known, well-documented issue, this one, this story. But it's about the Manic Street Preachers and the disappearance of Richie Edwards. Um, bit of a, one of sort of the mysteries of rock and roll. Uh, so long story short, it was the, the last time he was seen by a band member was the 31st of January, 95. Um, and James Dean Bradfield and Richie Edwards um, were basically staying in London, I believe. Was that right? That hotel in London. Yeah, yeah, it was um, the London, I can't remember what it's called, London. Embassy. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And they were going to go out to the cinema or something like that, I think. Something very trivial. And um, Richie didn't, said that he didn't want to go. So um, James went, went with, a, with, with a mate and sort of left him to it and, uh, you know, said, I'll catch up with you tomorrow or whatever. Because uh, I think they were leaving, they're going on a, a fly to America, weren't they? Hmm. Yeah, and just then, about to start their American tour, wasn't that thing? Yeah, or promotions or something like that. Promotions, then, yeah, something like that. Obviously, he was waiting for him in the lobby and he wasn't there. And um, I knew about this story. I didn't know the details to this level, but they um, and he went and he went in and they they found that they they basically didn't turn up at the meet, and he persuaded the hotel staff to let him into the room, uh, and they found some Prozac and. <clears throat> some like lyrics and stuff like that. Cause he wrote lyrics for the band, didn't he? Mm. Um, and he wasn't there. Um, and then they found a car, his car, by the seven bridge. Um, later on that day, wasn't it? I think if I remember, well, no, right. Yeah, I got facts, so, right? Yeah. And there's evidence that he slept in the car that night. It looked like he'd slept in the back seat. Um, but no body's ever been found. So he's presumed dead, but the band won't have that. Basically, um, yeah, and his sister, his sister won't have it either. I think she no. she wrote a book about it. Yeah, it was released a few years back, but with all it's different horrible. theories and, and stuff. I think it's a horrible the, thing, but it yeah. is. Yeah, the reality of it is, he sadly is probably dead. But mm. the sort of conspiracy theorist in me loves all these theories that, like, he's been spotted in like Lanzarote yeah. and places like that, and. It, and then someone someone interviewed a, a hairdresser in Wales where they're from. I can't where are they from? I can't even remember where they're from now. Somewhere in Wales, anyway. No idea, actually. And and um she said, Oh, he lives in Israel. Everybody knows that. Like that was her fancy. With Elvis. Yeah, that's that's it. And Tupac and all It becomes like that, doesn't it? Yeah, which is It's know. a weird one though, because um, I think it was his sister wrote that he used to write a lot about the perfect disappearance. He used to be obsessed with the yeah, perfect disappearance. That's it, yeah. Um, so who knows? I mean, the band have got a trust fund set up for his parents, so his parents have accepted that he's not, you know, he's died. Yeah. But the band will not. So they've set up a trust fund, so every royalty goes into it, any bit of money they make from the band goes into it. Because he was a big part of the band. I mean, he, he was a... Um, 
everywhere you read it, don't praise his guitar in uh, guitar playing, but his lyrics are amazing, and they still used his lyrics on later albums, uh, songs he wrote and stuff like that. Yeah, and they still. This is what I find. Uh, I'm gutted we didn't go and see him actually at times, but we will definitely go see him. But um, that they still put out a, a microphone stand for him every gig. Yeah. Every single gig, and I think that's horrendous, but Class but it's but it does, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Part of me thinks, surely that's a real like torture, torture for the band. Like mm. they need to let it go in some ways, so there needs to be a bit of acceptance so they can maybe move on. But if they really don't believe he's dead, they they like the romantics in him, think he's just going to turn up one day. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? I oh, know it, it's strange, isn't it? It's really strange, but it's just strange. one of those the mysteries that's probably never ever gonna be, mm. you know, yeah, solved. I don't forget back then they were huge, huge, huge mm. band at that time. Probably in the yeah. top five British bands, weren't they at the time? Mm. Um, in nineteen ninety five. So I didn't really think much about it back then. I didn't really know much about them. I only knew their music. I didn't know much about them. But um, it's a significant event in, in in music history um mm. and like i say it probably won't ever be solved um i hope it is for everyone's sake involved um, yeah it'd be nice for the family to have some closure and the band to have some closure on it wouldn't it one way or another mm. even if he just even if he sent a message just saying look i'm all right but i don't mm. want to ever talk to yeah anybody. i want to be just yeah not, living yeah that's, that's yeah, it so. as like a hermit or whatever they call themselves yeah. Um, yeah, it's a strange one, um, but it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. So look it up if you want more more information. But yeah, it's um, just an in- interesting event, you know. Another member of the Twenty Seven Club as well. That that number again. How was he? he was 20, yeah, he was twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Which is mad. I didn't know that. So that opening theme. Yeah, it's that twenty seven thing I said was made up on the spot. So, you know, <laughs> perhaps a metaphor for, uh, anyway, right. So uh, the, uh, we got, we're going to do a bold thing now. Um, so um, we've got another song to, to drop right in the middle of this. Uh, do you want to give us the details? Yes. So we've got Martin Leary and you may have seen if you follow him that he done a, he run a competition. Um, you, if you won, you could uh, choose the the name of his his new release, his new song. So we entered it, and yep. we like what what were we? We're just like well, we made, didn't made in win, Indylands, we? weren't we? No, but if we won, we were thinking like Made in Indylands or maybe something slightly awful for him. <laughs> yeah. but I think Made in Indylands is the obvious one. I think that should still happen actually because um, it doesn't have to be about you're... us. No, if you want to write a song called Made in Indie Land, anybody, and we we yeah. only take 70% of the... Something like that, or an album. <laughs> yeah. Make we're... merchandise, we'll take a little yeah. part of that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, we'll do it as I a digress. joint venture. Yeah. So uh, the the lady, or yeah, the lady that won... You can even is, share our logo. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Lady, lady that won is called Sally Cinnamon. On, yeah, uh, she follows us, isn't she? Or we follow in, her? I think. Or, yeah, I think so. Yeah, on Instagram or or, yeah. or Twitter or whatever. So um, she's gone for 
Sally's Choice, the name yeah. of the song, which is fair enough, I think. He did say that his mate wanted to call it something else. I love... I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that because I've never seen that word before in my life. Hang on. Just got to go back to the email now. <laughs> I can spell it for you. Yeah, go on. B B O A B I E. Boby. Yeah. Which I, I gather means something else up in Scotland. I've no <laughs> idea. Don't live there. He said his his mate was des- desperate to call it that. Oh, I um, think I know what it might mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. But this is this is Martin Leary. Go and follow him, go and listen to him with Sally's Choice. What a great track. Um, yeah, it's a good one, that. So we're straight into another question. So we put the question out, actually. Uh, we've done a Q&A for ages now, months, actually. And these are always quite good because we get some funny questions. Um, so let me just... Do you want me to read them? Yeah, because you've got them, and you? have got them to hand, so... Yeah, just, uh... yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I do have to sift through and there's some stupid ones on here. Um, not reading that. Um, <laughs> so, right, okay. So let me just go for a pick sub. So, um, next gig from what's her name? You, 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 you talk to her. So, you, she, you, you, what's her name? Giselle, isn't it? Giselle, yeah. Sorry, Giselle. I'm not familiar too much with the too much of Instagram, but um, anyway, she says next gig. I've told Next you. We've, <laughs> yeah, you've ruined I, that. I think, 
I think she means to get for maybe not. Uh, I'm going with my dad to see Paul okay. Carrick on Friday, but um, <laughs> tonight because this is out Friday. Um, but together, Libertines, Libertines, which is going to be bloody oh. good. Hopefully, well, it will be good, won't it? I'm getting yeah. really excited. I'm getting really excited by it now. And yeah, I haven't allowed myself to get excited because I thought this time last year we were getting locked down, weren't we? So, um, oh. so, but no, I think well, touch wood. I think it's starting to look like it's going ahead. So. Um, it's going to be bloody brilliant. Homecoming mm. gig, start first of the new tour. Um, it's going to be amazing. We're going to go and watch football beforehand as well. Yeah. Uh, so Margate, who is Libertine's sponsor, it's just going to be a thoroughly bloody good day out. Still don't know how we're getting home yet. No. There's quite a way yeah. to be... You know, it's sure. quite, we're going to have to maybe book a taxi or something, aren't we? Yeah, it's an expensive taxi. Yeah. Anyone's in the area and wants to give us a lift, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Feel free. Yeah. We'll pay you. We're trying to use some petrol money here. Yeah. It's, yeah. Petrol's back now, isn't it? So, it's fine. Um, do you prefer, this is from Dean, do you prefer eating or sleeping? Eating or sleeping? Yeah. Look at me. What do you think I prefer? I'll leave that to the <laughs> listeners. For me, what it's do you eating. Prefer? Eating. I don't get my sleep. Bloody have a toddler. Um, I'm not reading what else he wrote. Um, cardio gig goer. This is an odd one. What were your favourite subjects in school? That's that's an imaginative question. Yeah. I don't think I had a favourite. <laughs> uh, I don't know. English? I liked, I liked English literature a little bit. Yeah, I did, actually. To be fair, I was really good at that. Drama, um, music, the, the, mainly the ones that you could mess about in a little bit. Yeah. I think, like, the design and technology, like, make it. I think I made a um, a CD uh, shelf clock. thing. Oh, I made a CD yeah, clock I, out of, of um, BNL. Made a clock as well. Yeah. We yeah. made stuff like that. Yeah, really good. That's a good question. Oh, yeah, mine was music, um, history. Do you know what I liked? What? I like. I, I realise I like stuff now, but I didn't at the time. Yeah, Do you yeah. Know what, I mean? History, what was your, really what was your worst? Ari. I have no fucking <laughs> religion whatsoever. I fucking, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of religion. So no offence to anyone who is religious, but it's just not me. Um, so Ari, I fucking hated science as well. I just couldn't understand any of it. I still can't. Mm. So like when Charlie has his science home, I've got no clue. It's weird because no. I think his science teacher was in my class at school. What, as a pupil or as a teacher? As a teacher. Well, he's not going to be a pupil, is he? Could that be a bit weird? <laughs> no, because I thought it might be one of your mates what? and has come back as a science teacher later in life. What? Look, he, that's what's happened, yeah. You said he was in your, in your class at school. Yeah, he was a pupil. I thought you meant he's a pupil now. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know. I'll tell you now, I think it's Willie Bills. <laughs> okay, hopefully. I'll I think, play football with him. Yeah, I think it's him. Right. And um, he looked How about 40 know? then. <laughs> so, you know, he he would be, imagine him sitting next to the kids at school. So, but yeah, I think he's a physics teacher, but entirely too scared to ask him if he's the Willie Mills. They should ask. I don't. Well, I want to know. He's not on They've my got enough He's... outside of school, aren't they? It's ridiculous that they don't ask things like that. Oh, I know. It just annoys me. But uh, he's yeah. not on social media or anything. He used to be, but he's not anymore, so I can't find out. Um, yeah. 
So I have to wait till parents' evening, which is bloody ages away. Imagine that. I can't wait. So he's already his, te- already his teacher is, um, well, I'll go right off on a tangent here. His teacher is the only teacher from my time there. And she fucking hated me. Right. So parents' <laughs> evening is good for that. I shit myself last year. I just, you know, and, and he could have one of my old mates as a teacher. But anyway, never mind. Um, so this is quite good from Sam Lambeth. Um, who's a very good artist, by the way. You might hear more about him in a bit, actually. Um, what What's next for Made in India? He's asked two questions. So what's next for Made in Indyland? Which is a broad uh, question, really. Yeah. What is next? You tell us. <laughs> do you know what? We're at, a, we're at a point where we, we could do something more. What he's, yeah. put, he's followed it up with, will there be, ever be a Made in Indyland gig? Um, I can't play any instruments. <laughs> no, I, think, I know, I know what he means. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. I, like we've got, we've got to make this happen. Well, we I'd spoke about it. A, I'd love to put on a night. Yeah, we have, we have spoken about it in the indie land sort of realm. Um, He's a musician. He could play for us. Possibility of putting He's talked a night himself on. into yeah. that, didn't he? He's talked himself into a free gig there. Yeah, I've got yeah playing for free as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, but we have we're not going to not going to sort of lie. We have talked about it. We are talking about it at the moment. So um, these things are fucking hard to put together. This is what I will say. So we both have jobs, obviously. So we're at a point now where we do struggle for time to keep the podcast going. Um, now we're up in open up uh, back in the open again, like with everything being out of lockdown. So something like that would be a big task. But we are thinking about it. I'd love to do. I'd love to put on a night. And I think, yeah. let, let us know if you would come to a Made in Indie Land yeah. night and how much. We could put, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how much money can we make? <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> Fucking cost a fortune to put on these things. Yeah. The big issue for us is where we come from is um, it's just shit for music, to be honest. And uh, that sort of mm. night just doesn't work where we are. Although, you know, there is hints that they do down in Dover and stuff. Um, he's doing well, isn't he? You know, so it can. Yeah, yeah. But, we're, we're, building, we we're building some different contacts within the town now and the, yeah. the industry. So hopefully we'll be it's able just, to do something. It's just the people, right? You know, mm. we're not a very cultured town, unfortunately. So what we'd have to probably do realistically to get a made in Indie land night on, would have to be to go to a town which appreciates that sort of stuff. And the nearest to us is London or maybe Brighton or something. Yeah. Um, or Canterbury. We've always got Canterbury. Plenty of students in Canterbury. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, but you know, We'll 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 let you know, and if there is any offers to to play, because we could do a gig, and we could do a club night as well, or a bit of both. Um, then obviously that would be appreciated. He yeah. comes from Wales, doesn't he? Is he Wales? Sam Lambeth? No, he isn't. I think he's Midlands, isn't he? He can stay in your shed. <laughs> um, Lee Penfold, official. Good question, though. It gets us talking and thinking. Lee Penfold. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, who do you think the best artist is at the moment, Liam or Noel? I hate that question. It's not being horrible. Uh, yeah, it's quite a. That's not it's very difficult. Liam's the biggest I, artist. Noel's the most talented. Is my answer. Yeah, that's yeah. Liam's that's probably it. most enjoyable as well. Yeah. Together, they're fucking dynamite. Yeah. Uh, do you ever this? Uh, some pillocks wrote this one. Do you think you've ever drunk milk twice from the same cow? <laughs> oh, do you? Must have done. 
Well, have you got oh. in there before the, you know? <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't been asked if there will ever be a boy born that can swim faster than the shark with some of these. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I probably have. Um, question from Danny Diamond. Um, what is the biggest, what's the best? <laughs> oh, why is that funny? Poor, poor Danny. <laughs> oh, dear. That's brilliant. Good day. Uh, what is the yeah. best gig venue you've ever been to? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Wish I thought of that one myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, indoor, I guess. No, I think, well, I was reading it. Or just, I, think, it was, I think specifically. Just, that's how I read it anyway. If you want to say, we've had this question mm. similar to that one before, haven't we? Yeah. Do you know what? I love Wembley. I'm like, there's something I, about I don't, Wembley just I going there. I, I love Wembley. I think it's um, shit. I don't know. You can't beat it. You can't beat an outdoor venue. I don't think. No. Nah. But then there is there is something to be said for the small intimate ones. Uh, for a, like intimate venue, Tunbridge Wells Forum's good. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice little venue. Very small, isn't uh, it? Yeah. Out outside, just anywhere. Finsbury Park. I like that. That was Apart good. Yeah. We've got to know that really well, standing in the same spot for fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> Waited for a beer. Just needs um, managing. I'll tell you one one I hate is the O2. Yeah. I hate arenas anyway, but yeah, I don't like it at all. Hmm. It's good for sports events, um, but that's about it. Wembley Arena's all right. A couple that's never that. been to Wembley Arena in my life. Never. No. I don't. It's weird. I've been to all the other big London. I've been to Wells Court and Olympia and stuff like that. Never been to. Um, I think indoor Brixton Academy for me is just. It's weird. It's like an indoor football terrace. It's brilliant. What, um, what yeah. about the Coronet when you was there? Was that? Um, I barely remember it. It's such a long time ago, but it was a bit like. It. It's a smaller version of the academy. It's tiny. Yeah. Um, so it's like a theatre, um, but it's like a nightclub as well. Mm. Um. But um, yeah, I think overall, I think park gigs for me. Um, I did like neighbourhoods. Yeah, I did like neighbourhood. That was a really good. But that's probably because we had that's, our own little VIP area and all that. That's yeah, that um, setup was excellent. Yeah, um, Milton Keynes Bowl was probably. Yeah, I've not been there. The best venue because it's just a natural arena sort of thing it's mm. um victorious was good as well like the, the common there um, oh, the millennium stadium was good as well I that was good that, actually yeah. i'm not a fan i'm not a huge really fan good. of stadium gigs but that was that was good and the london stadium as well for Foo fighters was really good yeah um i enjoyed that um sometimes i think it all depends on who's who you're seeing at these places as well. Yeah, it, it makes, does. Of course it does. Makes yeah. you enjoy it more, obviously, doesn't it? And, and mm. stuff. So Yeah, yeah. It's um I quite like Dreamland as well, weirdly. But we weren't mm. in for very long. We definitely got to do more there because the only thing about it is you don't get proper fans there. You get more people because it's local, didn't you? So Yeah. I don't know. Um Yeah, anyway, good question. Danny yeah, Diamond. very good question, Dan. Cheers, yeah. Danny. So, yeah, 
Laura Horton, I didn't really understand this one. I didn't um, understand this. I think she means daddy sauce on chips. Is it a northern thing? I don't know. I don't understand the question. Sorry. Um, no. Dean's asked <laughs> a fairly good one here. Uh, how do you feel about the new Coldplay album with the fact that some songs have emojis for names? I've not actually listened to it. I don't give a fuck, to be honest. <laughs> I've got no... He's <laughs> They've nicked the fucking name off Ian Brown, um, which is just disgraceful. I'm about to bring it, bring it out an album, call it Watch a Story Morning Glory. Yeah. That's What's basically the what they've done. Uh, music for the sphere. Music, music of the spheres. Okay. Hang on. Let me just double check that now. Because I was about to say music from the spheres then. Um, I've not I've not listened to it. I've, I've got no care. I will listen to it. But um, it's just uh, music of the spheres. So, yeah, it's okay. um, it was an Ian Brown album. A good one and all. So I just think it's a bit of a fuck off to him, really. Um, mm. Cheeky. Cheeky Welks. Um, they're just a bit dickish, aren't they? I wish they just stopped being knobs. Basically, uh, is anyway. it still cool to not like Coldplay? I can't find a reason to like them. <laughs> if they started doing what they did 15 years ago, I'd like them again. But yeah, yeah, they're just prenets. <laughs> um, right, so last question I think that I'll read out because we are running out of time is from the Maori, and it is a good question. Um, would you ever have any of your followers on as a guest? No. We have. We've had Brooker on. He follows us. Yeah. Yeah. He's due back on yeah, soon, actually. Wh- Bit of a spoiler. Why not? Why not? It would have to be like we we have we have mentioned this before, actually. We did we, we have spoke spoke to Mrs. Doyle about this once, didn't we? She she panicked mm. in the end. But um the floodgates open there though, didn't they? That's the problem. So I think if we who do you choose, isn't it? Um, There's lots of we get along with lots of our listeners, and that's the thing. Like it's a difficult. We'd have to do it in a fair way. We we couldn't just pick one. mm. So it'd have to be random, and we'd have to do like a competition or something. Which sounds really fucking arrogant, but it's not. It's just so we don't upset anyone. Um, Yeah. So fuck it. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. This could be. This could be. Oh, this could be disaster. ridiculous. But the good thing is, we 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 can bin it off if it's just, um, you know, imagine if someone comes on and sabotages it. So what we we'll send do, them what we'll send them what we're going to talk about, and then they can just join in, do it like that, then and they can just sort of be the third wheel in that episode and see see what happens. And it will very much be, an will be a one off. Wouldn't it be a very yeah, much well, one off? He or she might be brilliant. And yeah. replace me. That's the that's the worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to put in a contract saying this is a one-off. We have the freedom <laughs> yeah. to. Um, You're no way affiliated with the, the Amazing Indian Hands podcast. No, um, and your opinions are your own. Um, yeah. So what we'll have to do, we'll have to we'll have to put out. Uh, we'll have to do it transparently as well. So we we'll have to put out a post. Say, I don't know how we're going to do it. But we have to put it out a post, and anyone who wants to come on the podcast, I can't believe we're fucking doing this. <laughs> anyone who's come on the podcast has to register their interest. So, because we don't want people that don't want to come on, there's no point in saying you want to come on if you don't want to do it because it ain't easy. But yeah, way. 
that's the one thing no. to explain. It's not fucking easy to do this. We might make it sound like we're just having a chat, but sometimes when you've got someone who doesn't know us, it's it's not easy, is it? You have to break the ice and that sort of stuff. No. So, but it's not that scary either because we are recording. It's not live or anything like that. Um, so, if you want to come on, and um, we'll just we'll draw a name out of a hat and fuck it, we'll make it happen. All right, yeah. we record, we do it via Zoom, so you don't need to travel anywhere. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen, and it'll be an interesting thing um so the Maori did make, like follow up with it and he said he doesn't think it's been done before i think it has once with the as far as i know on the sopranos podcast and i think that went really well but the sopranos the people doing that are a lot more famous than us yeah so um they probably have and they're much more professional than us they're professional people <laughs> whereas we're wankers yep 100%. So, yeah. Agree with that. So, what, what, I, like what that. A, I sort of like this idea, but I don't like it at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's quite worrying. I know it is. It's, challenge, it's a challenge, though, isn't it? Because we, it's a, it's a challenge for us as well, because we've got to handle this situation and in a professional way. Um, yeah. And to be honest, it'd be great to meet a listener. Yeah, and it's no different from when we've had guests on, really, because we don't tend to we do a little bit of research on them, but we've never met them before in that no. respect. I guess we we know. The, 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 yeah, we still way, don't. But, we still, still a, yeah, we don't know each other, sort of thing. We've never met you. Yeah, so um, unless your name's Alec Brooker, then um, yeah, that's different. But apart from that, we yeah, we, it's the first time. So, oh. but we're what we're, 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 we'll we'll work out how we're going to do it. We can always do a bit of a dry run before or something like that. Yeah, um, right. yeah, that'd be funny. What have you done, Maori? <laughs> I'm holding you responsible for this. So if this goes tits up, it's on you, mate. Have uh, you got a pet hate? Yes, I have, right? And it's a bit of a weird one. It doesn't really apply to us anymore, unfortunately. Um, but my pet hate is the doing down of young people. Mm. Um, so I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, and this is someone we both know. Um, Bear with me. I'm just going to bring up a, a quote um, that I saw. Uh, where was it? Uh, yeah, all it was, well, I'm not going to read the actual quote because he might listen. The quote went on to say, sadly, uh, young people nowadays won't understand any of this. And I just think that young people just get a bad, like, just get knocked all the time, like they're complete yeah. morons. And I just yeah. think, actually... And I just think constantly young people are run down. And actually, they are the future. And don't get me wrong, we probably said like our parents thought about us lot growing up. And they thought, God, mm. the generation of today. right? But actually, I work with young people day in, day out. Uh, this week, I'll be working with some of the uh, Afghan evacuated refugees, or whatever you want to call them, the ones that had to leave last yeah. month. And I met a girl that just yesterday, she's in her early 20s, just put everyone to shame. So talented. Uh, but obviously restricted in where she grew up and actually this might end up a, a bit of an opportunity for her. And I just I just thought there's so many talented young people out there and they're just mm. knocked because people are older than that. And he's older than us. Um, they're because of their failings as an adult and they blame mm. young people. Pisses me off. Small yeah, thing. I can but see where you're coming just, from. Yeah. yeah. We're not young. So say it doesn't really affect us. But um, yeah, we were once. <laughs> you got pet hate? 
Oh uh, yeah, mine is um, cold callers. Basically, it's every time. Well, every time they do it, you sort of sit sit down to have your dinner, and then there's a knock at the door, and it's always a really aggressive knock, like the knocking yeah. and the doorbell going at the same time. And you know, it's like, normally like this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a bit more aggressive, but I don't want to wait the time. Aggressive, yeah, and. Um, yeah, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand why they need to be so aggressive. I don't understand why they need to come round. It's usually like half six, seven at night, a really unsociable mm. hour when you're just settling down or you're having your, your dinner or your tea if you uh, live above Watford. Uh, it <laughs> it's, it's, it's mad. And that's, that's all it is. It's really, you know, fucking stupid, wanna... but it pisses me off. I one before we were starting recording this and I just got out of the bath. Yeah. I was partially nude. <laughs> and the delivery, there, delivery drivers as well. Delivery drivers are the worst. They bash on your door. Yeah. Keep bashing and bashing. Oh. And sometimes, sometimes I work like nights or through the night. So I'm, I have a couple of hours sleep in the day. They're bashing yeah. on the door. You come down half asleep and they're like, oh, you're all right to take in a parcel for next door. And I just feel like saying, no, no I'm fucking not, mate. No, we've got a problem with them at the moment. That's what you should say. Yeah. No, there's yeah. a court case going on. Yeah, I'll just say, no, I nicked their last one. <laughs> yeah. They fucking hate oh. me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it just it happens every time. And and when then, um, William was a baby, the, the amount of times he got woken up because of aggressive knocking. Yeah. Yeah, no need for it. Good. Right, that's us now. What What's the... Um, well, we mentioned... the. This artist earlier, do you want to take us out? Yeah, so uh, he's a really nice chap, and he actually talks to us quite a bit. Yeah, um, talented guy, name's Sam Lambeth. He's from he's either from Wales or the Midlands. Uh, (laughs) um, yeah, from this this song's he's He's from Mid Wales, is he? I don't know, see what he's done there. Let us know where you're from, Sam. He's got so many tracks on Spotify, so go and check him out. Find him on Instagram, follow him, Sam Lambeth. This is all the best. Great track. See you later on.
bottom of my heart I wish you all the best But I never thought All the best